Good evening and happy Friday Eve. You're watching KSATS 9 at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez. And tonight we start with three people facing charges for allegedly hurting the woman they were supposed to protect, their mother. She's 57 years old and right now she is fighting for her life. Her children, who you see here, are accused of neglecting her. They're Pedro Carrero, Roxana Carrero, and Oscar Dominguez. Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar says the woman is bedridden with a number of health conditions. She's also on a ventilator and she was found in an old diaper. Some of her medical providers noticed that there was a steep decline in her level of health. Um, they notified Adult Protective Services who in turn notified us, which led us to begin the investigation a couple days ago and found that, that she was in such deplorable conditions that we felt the need to take uh, resolute action very quickly. Now deputies say the three are all, were all living with their mother. The state had trained them to care for her, but investigators think that they didn't do anything. Each one is now being charged with severe injury to a disabled person, which is a first degree felony. A high profile capital murder trial that was supposed to happen in Webb County is now going to happen right here in Bear County. This has to do with a former Border Patrol agent. In 2018, Juan David Ortiz was charged with capital murder for allegedly killing four women. And now that the trial is moving to Bear County, Judge Ron Rangel says the county is just going to have to make it work. So unfortunately, this may not be the kind of case where this three week trial is going to be in one exclusive place but it may just have to be moved day by day, depending on what judge can can make their courtroom available for that trial. Jury selection is expected to begin October 21st, and we're told that 300 potential jurors are going to be summoned. Tonight, the search continues for a teen who ran away from CPS custody right here in San Antonio. Her name is Alexis Sorrentino, but she goes by Marissa. She's believed to be in the Austin area. She may be endangered. If you have any information on her whereabouts, call 911. Right now, a, a man is behind bars after he allegedly stabbed and killed a man near the Riverwalk. It happened around 11 o'clock last night in the 200 block of Riverwalk near South St. Mary's. San Antonio police say the suspect is 46-year-old Rafael Mata. When officers arrived, they found an unresponsive 65-year-old man on the ground. He was later pronounced dead. Police say that Mata and the victim got into an argument during which Mata hit the victim with his fists. Then the victim fell to the ground, and that's when investigators think he hit his head. Now Mata's facing a manslaughter charge. Police have not yet told us the victim's name. 40 years in prison. That is how long 26-year-old Alicia Cantu was sentenced for killing a man that she met on media, social media, that is. Cantu pleaded guilty to the murder of Mark Anthony Ramirez. The two met on the social media website called MocoSpace. They arranged to meet for drinks, and when Ramirez picked Cantu up, she shot him in the head. That was in July of 2019. Ramirez's body was found along the side of a road. Detectives also said that Cantu pawned some of Ramirez's jewelry. San Antonio is helping local businesses stay open. The city has $17 million in federal COVID relief funds, and it, along with the nonprofit called Life Fund, is going Lift Fund, excuse me, is going to give businesses supplemental grants. But the businesses have to prove they were affected by COVID or nearby construction projects. And the ones who were hurt by COVID can get up to 35 grand. Those affected by construction projects can get a maximum of $10,000. But 
They have to be within a mile from the construction work and that work had to have begun between September of 2019 and last December. We're just glad that we're able to offer the supplement uh, as a part of the grant program. So we figured why not? We'll, we'll apply for the grant and hope, hope something comes of it. Now business owners have until Monday at 5 p.m. to apply. They'll also get help filling out the application. We have the link for you on our website, ksat.com. So now let's help you plan your weekend. Here's meteorologist Adam Kasky with your forecast. More rain opportunities in the days ahead. As for Friday, a slight chance. We got a 10% chance through the noon hour and then into the afternoon it goes up to about 30%. We'll start the day in the mid 70s. By 1 o'clock we're 90 degrees then a high temperature around 95 into the afternoon. And there's that 30% chance. So some highly isolated or stray pop up and brief downpours here and there throughout the afternoon tomorrow on Friday. And it does look like we'll be under 100 degrees for the next seven days. So we're still one day away from the all time record of 100 degree days in a year. I do want to point out better rain chances, more promising at least. That's the way it looks right now by Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. We'll keep you updated. It's also about that time. College students are returning to campus to start their new school year. Today, the University of the Incarnate Word welcomed freshmen and UIW says this is the biggest turnout the school has had since the pandemic began. Moving days these last few years have been kind of slow and students today had mixed feelings. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I'm scared. <laughs> like, just the change living on campus and like first time in college. I'm a little nervous just because this will be her first time away from me. So, um, but other than that, I'm super proud of her, excited. Our returning students are going to start moving in next. In total, close to 1,100 students are going to live on the campus. Good luck to them and all of the other UIW students. Hope you have a great year. Now, speaking of luck, hey, do you need a job? Because HEB is holding a one-day hiring event next week. It's going to conduct on-site interviews at every HEB, Central Market, and Meet the Enda store in Texas. So that's happening next Tuesday, August 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 3 in the afternoon. HEB is looking to fill store-level positions. Whoever applies has to be at least 16, although some of those jobs have a minimum age requirement of 18. We have a lot more information for you on KSAT.com. Just remember that when you go to the store next Tuesday, bring your resume and also good luck. Now let's talk about the monkeypox. The White House is working to ship more than a million more doses of vaccine to health agencies across the country. That increase in doses is because the FDA authorized a new strategy. It would inject a smaller dose more shallowly. Right now it's unclear how many states are taking this approach. This is a precious resource that we want to be used efficiently and wisely. So we're really moving to get all jurisdictions to intradermal dosing. Now we're also learning more about who's most affected by the virus. And according to the CDC, that's black and brown populations. They're facing significantly higher case rates compared with white Americans. Here's one thing that is going down, and that is home buying. Not as many Americans are looking to get into a mortgage. Home sales fell in July. Analysts say that that's because higher mortgage rates and overall costs are pushing potential buyers out of the market. But here's the interesting thing. Home prices, prices are still up. The National Association of Realtors says that last month, the median home price was just under $404,000, 
which is up 10.8% from the previous year. As for mortgage rates, Freddie Mac says the latest 30-year fixed rate averaged at about 5.1%. Stick around. We want to talk to you some more tonight on the Night Beat. For one, one neighborhood is saying not so fast. As San Antonio leaders look at a new traffic plan for Bandera Road. Also, we've told you about the Guardian program at schools. Some districts are arming staff to protect students, but one parent wants the program without arming teachers. We'll explain. Also, listen to this. Black residue, bugs, a live bird. Yeah, all of those things turned up on a restaurant's health inspection, and we're going to tell you where on the night beat. Before we go, we want to talk food. Yes, fajitas are near and dear to many of us here in South Texas, so we should note that this is National Fajitas Day. Yum, yum. Now, here's some history for you. Mexican cowboys in Texas created fajitas back in the 1930s. After a day of hard work, they would make a meal with the so-called throwaway cuts of beef, which are still delicious, on a tortilla during campouts. And over the years, people have just taken it on. They added vegetables and cheese and voila, that's how fajitas came to be. How do you like yours? I don't know about me. I like adding a little bit of lime, salsa, guacamole. Delicious. It's been a pleasure having your company. Have an awesome night. And we'll see you tomorrow here on the 9 at night. Stay cool.